Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. <laughs> Just can't be scary, even when I want to. Nope. I'll never forget whenever we were uh, reading the short stories to each other. And you were just laughing. Yeah. Or yeah. you were getting scared at mine. Yeah. It, it was during our early days of yeah. YouTube. We need to do that again sometime. Yeah. That, that was really fun because we had like blankets over yes. each other. Oh, man. We were so committed. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was fun. But I am drinking the Plum Deluxe Peach Bellini Herbal Tea. We decided to swap teas well kind of i swapped her tea and she just she went with with the classic (laughs) yeah um but this tea has ribose uh apple pieces apricot pieces strawberry pieces mango pieces pieces (laughs) orange peel pineapple pieces rose puddles and peach and papaya essence man that's a lot and no caffeine yeah and no caffeine I needed caffeine, so I went with our older favorite from Plum Deluxe, the Reading Nook Blend Black Tea. And it's got black tea, rosebuds, lavender, chamomile, and natural flavor. And this one, again, does have caffeine. Yeah. Though, on their website, they do have the option for a caffeine-free version of this same tea, which is awesome. Yeah, quite a few of their teas have non-caffeinated yes. versions, which is which appreciated. We don't see that hardly anywhere, so that's yeah. fantastic, and we really appreciate that option. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But thank you, as always, to Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So, Evil Dead Rise Summary. Eh, there's an earthquake, and uh, these teenagers find a hole in the ground. They go into the well. One of them goes into the hole in the ground, picks up a fleshy book, and brings it home <laughs> to their apartment. And some records. Yeah, and some records. Opens it while cutting himself, and it starts a whole thing of. Their mom being possessed and the sister being possessed. and After playing one of the records. Yeah. Everyone gets possessed. Yes. The end. Almost. Almost. Two of them made it out. So for entertainment. <laughs> We're back in the groove. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> How am I more back in the groove on this one than you are? The only thing I can think of is I did take melatonin last night, and I have felt a little groggy all day. (laughs) Awesome. But I took, (laughs) I also took folic acid to help with my mental clarity for the day. So they're fighting, they're fighting over my brain. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but for entertainment, I'm going to give this movie a 7.75. Like, wow. I really enjoyed this I movie. I was not expecting that rating from you. I know, especially when, like, I'm not the biggest Evil Dead fan. Yeah. Like, I enjoy Evil Dead stuff, but there's other things I would typically pick towards it, uh, over this. Definitely. But yeah, this movie, I really didn't have high expectations at all, and it blew them out of the water. Now, I will say the caveat is there weren't really any moments where I was legitimately scared or, yeah. like, super creeped out, but... I did really enjoy the tension that they built uh, built up in it. I did enjoy a lot of, like, the creepier scenes. I mm-hmm. thought they did a really good job with that. Um, I thought the variety of the creeps and scares that they did uh, were... They felt, like, fairly refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in the beginning when... Um, I forgot the girl's name, but she's, like, reading a book... And the one that's possessed Jessica is, like, reading what she's reading. Yeah. Like, that That was creepy. That was good. Yeah. yeah. That was that was really good. That would be extremely unsettling. Yes. Especially when the voice changes a little bit. Yeah. That's a nope, bye moment. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one thing that I feel like the Evil Dead franchise overall does pretty well is that playing with you of, like, is it actually the person? Like, does the person whose body it is actually have any consciousness yes. left? <laughs> or are they gone and the demon is just, like, playing with that person's emotions? And I really enjoyed the movie. My only complaint is even though it like looking at the story itself it was very much like a evil dead type of story the fact that the placement of it felt a little bit off kilter at least initially and then you kind of get like used to it the fact that it's in an, an apartment building but it's like why did they make it an Evil Dead movie? I feel like it could have been the same story, but been labeled something else. Yeah. Like, it felt like Easily. they were calling it an Evil Dead movie just so that way they could have the audience yeah. for it. Um, I agree. But, I mean, with the, the, the very strong Evil Dead moments that are, like, iconic... To the Evil Dead franchise, I feel like they did them really well. It didn't feel like the callback with the chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like it it feel. I feel like both new fans and old fans would enjoy this movie because they even still called back to some of the more like almost like slapstick comedy type of stuff that Evil Dead is known for. Mm Um, and they even had a tentacle scene, just like in the first one. I mean, I know it's not tentacles. It was a lot better. Yeah, it was a lot better and not yeah. nearly as awkward. Yeah. Still, it's kind of like it starts off awkward because you're like, where are they taking this? Yeah, and where then, are they going with this? <laughs> but then it gets better. Yeah. Um, it's appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Really, the only frustrating parts was the brother being dumb. And the little girl being dumb. But overall, 
not many complaints, which is so surprised. Like, normally movies this far in a franchise mm-hmm. are, like, terrible, terrible, terrible movies. Yeah. But that's why I feel like it, they might have, it might have almost started off being its own thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is close enough to Evil Dead, so we might as well, just like Star Fox Adventures. <laughs> It's like we might as well just slap a franchise name on it so we can get some some audience that we know will loyally go to automatic it. fan base. Yeah, automatic <laughs> fan base. Um, but that's really my like biggest complaint with it. But yeah, besides that, I feel like it's pretty good. It's not gonna scare you, but there's scenes that you'll appreciate. So yeah. So, this movie does, I feel like, get a little better with multiple viewings. Um, There's a bit more gore in it than I feel like it really needed, but that's on par with Evil Dead, so I was kind of expecting it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is an Evil Dead movie, so you know exactly what you're walking into. You know what you're going to get. And it is what it is. They don't really try to make it something that it's not. You enjoying your tea? Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Maybe it's because the water wasn't boiling anymore by the time it was poured. I'm not getting a whole lot of flavor out of it. Aww. But the smell, the smell is really refreshing. But I think, I think it's the fact that the water had sat there for a little bit. And it did specifically say boiling water. That's true. That is true. So I think that was... I don't think it was Plum Deluxe's fault. It I think was, it was user error. It wasn't rude to yes. their specifications. Yes. Follow the directions. Though I will say there are some tea companies that's like, don't follow the directions. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like um, Brutalities... Brutalities is one of those tea companies that you don't follow the directions to because the... Oh, you like it? Oh, just a reading nook. <laughs> um, Makes me so happy. It's like a hug in a cup. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the brewing time is, like, way too low. But mm-hmm. we also like very We also tea. like, you know, very, very strong, punch-you-in-the-face-with-flavor kind of tea. So we and always use more than they suggest and steep for longer than they say <laughs> this one's kind of the opposite of the previous tea i had where it's like when the more liquid i get in my mouth the better i can taste it mm-hmm. versus the other one was the opposite where the less liquid i had in my mouth and the better i could do but so now that i took a big sw- swig mm-hmm. a big swig uh, i can taste it mm-hmm. a lot more clearly good yeah <laughs> so anyway um <laughs> evil dead <laughs> It is a bit predictable, and, yes. but it's yeah. very straightforward. It's one of those, you know what you're going to get, and they give it to you. Like, there's no deeper hidden meanings or anything like that. It's it's an evil dead movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, despite it being predictable, it didn't necessarily ruin the movie no. for me. No, it was good. And the actress that played the mom, I'm awful with names. I forget the names. But she did a fantastic job. Is she was she also the mother in Heritage, or no? I'm thinking I'm mixing up actresses. No, that's that's a different one. I'm okay, never sure. mind. Pretty sure that's a different lady. 
Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> she did a good job. She did a fantastic job. Um, I feel like if someone else would have played that role, it wouldn't have been as good. She did really, really well. I feel like the sister could have done a little bit better. The um, older sister? The, the mom's sister. Oh, the aunt. The mom's sister. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The older sister, I think, did a really good job. Yeah. The younger sister could have been better. The brother, it depended on the scene. It was kind of hit or miss. Yeah. But that character was kind of hard to get behind anyway. So I, I feel it might he was not. was a stupid boy. And yeah. he was grabbing things that he shouldn't have and not listening to the this is a bad idea kind of instinct that yeah. we should all have gotten when seeing a bunch of crosses everywhere and things locked in a vault under concrete yeah so it's like i don't know if it was necessarily the actor's fault it could have just been it could a terribly have just been the way it was written written yeah. character yeah. yeah there were a few places of movies got a movie that were a little annoying but you know whatever um and we'll get to some of those in the realism scale for sure but overall, it was an enjoyable movie, and I actually preferred this one as well to the other Evil Dead movies. Yeah. So, well done. Yeah, it's like, I hate to yeah. say it, like, I know that Evil Dead is such a classic, but I do I like this a little bit better yeah. than mm-hmm. than the original. I do like the, the kind of creep factor of how the mom was playing it out in the hall. She did a really good job with that. For sure. And then, like, how the mom came out of the mm-hmm. vent. Yes. When the aunt was yes. listening to And the... just stood there while she was listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there is a fair bit of lore throughout the movie that calls to the original. So I can see why they made it an Evil Dead movie. But they made it just different enough that it can stand on its own. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that even though it's a a part of a franchise, you don't have to watch the whole franchise to understand what's happening Mm -hmm. or appreciate it. It's just the only benefit you get is some of the references to the previous movies. Mm -hmm. They don't even use the same book. It's not the Necronomicon. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, there's one of three, which I don't remember. I've only watched the first Evil Dead, to be fair, and the remake of it. But I don't, I think they, in that movie, they only mentioned there being one book. I don't remember. It's been a while. I've slept since then, shockingly. (laughs) Not much. (laughs) But yeah, in this movie, they give you the additional lore that there's three Mm -hmm. books the necronomicon the book of the dead and i don't i don't think they actually specify what the third one is i don't think so i don't remember them actually naming even the necronomicon yeah they're just like this is one of three books yeah you're like okay but i did i did really like the pictures in the book the the art was very interesting and very well done for sure but the the book itself, do you do you want to tell the story of the book? So my husband and I both got the same feeling when we saw the book, and it reminded us greatly of a certain book in the Harry Potter franchise. So my husband, the book with teeth, 
<laughs> he kept saying, stroke the spine. <laughs> they should have stroked the spine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, with the teeth, that's the first thing that I thought of, too. It's the monster book of monsters from Harry Potter. Just with bigger teeth. <laughs> but I did like how the book, it's like if you want to open it, it forces you to kind of like do a blood sacrifice well i don't know what what would that be when you're bleeding over it that wouldn't be a blood sacrifice because you'd have to die offering blood offering there we go that's better yeah anyways (laughs) realism yeah let's go ahead to move on to that (laughs) (laughs) okay so for realism i'm giving it a one (laughs) fair (laughs) it is not realistic whatsoever, especially when they're trying to kill the quote-unquote evil dead people. Like, going through a wood chipper and still, like, have having bits and pieces that's moving. Yeah, that, I feel like that's part of the lore. Yeah, it that is. no matter what you do, it, yeah. they're still going to come after you. Which makes it, like, extra intense and mm-hmm. scary. Especially when these characters are have never encountered uh, this before. I would hope not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know... Be a bit awkward. <laughs> you know that they're not dead yet, but the characters don't. And mm-hmm. so you're like, come on! So it kind of adds to the intensity in That's a way. It's not going to be enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Y'all might want to start running now. The the biggest question I had as far as, like, pitting supernatural stuff aside, they had questions on was, like, when the earthquake hit and how the characters reacted. But us being in Texas and not really encountering earthquakes before, we looked up earthquake safety. And we were rather surprised by what they said. And I'd say for the most part, I feel like maybe the sister's could have like maybe found a table like crawled yeah. to a table or mm-hmm. something but for the most part the characters did, did now did the uh kids did they actually like go down on the ground or they just ran i can't remember they ran and then squatted down okay. but it was by beams oh so like structural supports okay yeah so i am uh, i had a hundred percent now because my thought was, or I thought you were supposed to go outside in case the building collapses. But apparently that's, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to. Though in their situation where the building could have collapsed, they probably should have. I don't know. It's, yeah. But I mean, I'd say the parking garage would probably be some of the more like stable Cause it's like concrete. I don't know. Not necessarily. Cause if uh... something collapses the exit, they're now underground and trapped. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So, uh, the jury's out on that yeah. one. It, it, could, it could, we don't have several. enough experience to say either way. Yeah. And plus we don't know how bad that building was. Yeah. It could have been more like, because did they actually say it was because it was structurally unsound or was it just because they were just renovating that area? No, they were going to knock the whole building down. I know, but it's like sometimes they knock buildings down not because 
they don't like pass inspections anymore, but because they're like replacing it with another oh, yeah. building. No, it was it was falling apart. Okay. So there yeah. were so many things wrong with it. Yep. But. And then the people stopped caring altogether. Like the owners of the building stopped caring altogether because it was going to be knocked down, so they wouldn't fix yeah. anything. Uh, yeah. Though, like. Stairs, from my understanding, tend to be the most structurally sound parts of a building. And it seems a little bit odd that during the earthquake that the storm, the stairs just were gone. Like, I could picture maybe bits and pieces of the stairs if it's, like, in that dis much disrepair. But, like, the whole staircase? I want to know how much of that was the demons doing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the one thing is, like, how much of it was actually the earthquake versus, like, the, the demon. And the just the building falling apart. Yeah. Wouldn't that be terrible if the stairs, like, had been gone? <laughs> but it's like no one noticed because everyone took the elevator. That'd be a problem. Yeah. That, that would be a problem. Yeah. But I did like that there were parts of the movie where they're trying, like, after the kids came up from the elevator and the mom was freaking out, I was like, why would you use elevator? You're not supposed to use an elevator after an earthquake. I thought, like, them kind of, like, focusing on that moment versus, like, immediately turning their attention to the flesh book or whatever. I thought that was good. That kind of like brought some real uh, realism. Mm -hmm. And I did like the, the relationship between the family members seemed pretty dynamic and like believable for mm -hmm. the most part. Um, but everything else, everything else. No. Yeah. I give it a one as well. <laughs> For sure. Um, I felt like, even at the beginning, like, that was an odd place to start. And I'm sure they were trying to make some kind of callback to the cabin from the first one, but it was even a different look of the cabin. So... Yeah. It didn't need to be there, it, it really didn't. Like, they could have just ended with that. But... Um, it just felt weird to start at the lake and then they go back and when they go back, it's to characters that aren't even at the lake later. So by the time you get back to the lake at the very, very end, you're like, who are these people? <laughs> and you've basically forgotten all about them. <laughs> they have no bearing on the story whatsoever. Um... It was very arbitrary who got possessed and who didn't, I feel like. Because at one point, they make it seem like it's a blood transfer. But blood gets on multiple people, and even inside them, like, if it hits their mouths or... Or goes into them from, like, when the mom's holding a piece of glass... And shoves it into the sister's hand. Well, there's a blood transfer right there. And the sister doesn't get possessed. That was one of the first injuries. And she was fine at the end. Yep. Um, and then she and the 
youngest daughter get coated in demon blood from the wood chipper. And they're, again, both still fine. So, what are the rules here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they should have had more, or stronger, like, lore rules. Yeah. Just a bit. So, um, to the neighbor that was saying we shouldn't be shooting the, the shotgun at the door to open it. Our neighbors are already freaked out enough with everything else going on. We shouldn't be shooting guns. Who the F cares at that point? You need help. If anything, shooting a shotgun off might actually help your cause because someone nearby, even if it's not in your building, someone in the next building over possibly could hear it and call PD. Possibly. It's not a 100% guarantee. Yeah, in Texas you hear a lot of gunshots. But, but there's the possibility. Maybe it's less common. I don't know. I don't know. But there's the possibility so it can really only help your cause. And if you're really that worried about your neighbors, gather the ones you can together or make a loud announcement in the hallway. Hey, guys, we're going to use a shotgun to get into this abandoned apartment so we can get to the fire escape. Also, why are there not more fire escapes available in the apartment complex? Maybe like it's old enough that didn't have that whenever it was or it didn't the code was different whenever it was initially built or something just seemed convenient but okay fine i'll I'll grudgingly accept that um also the the mom gets pissed at the kids for using the elevator after the earthquake but then she takes it herself to go down yeah see like she made it a big thing don't ever take the elevator right after an earthquake see and that came up in my brain too but the only thing i can think of is maybe and i I mean it doesn't show it but maybe she like checked and confirmed that the stairs were gone she looked at the stairs and then was like nah and took the elevator oh yeah 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 then follow her own advice Uh no Mm -mm. nope um and i feel like more of the building should have been crumbling or collapsing throughout the movie as well but that's just me. And I feel like a lot of their self-preservation and and uh, flight instincts were non-existent. And I feel like a lot of that is movie got a movie. Because I'm sorry, but if the mom is dead and you know she was dead and then suddenly her eyes open and blink... No. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, and like, the little girl, like, believing in the... Well, and then, even before that, when they take her into the bathroom because she's burning up and try to cool her down with the water, when she raises up to the ceiling with no preamble or anything and no assistance and just kind of stays there... On the corner and wall and ceiling. No. (laughs) Why were they not getting the F out of the bathroom and slamming the door as hard as they could and barricading it? No. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. At all. 
And kids notice a hell of a lot more than people give them credit for. Kids know when something's up with their parents. Mm -hmm. So for the little girl to be like, I thought mommy was getting better. No. She would have heard and seen a difference in her mom. She was looking out the peephole at her mom. No. No. That was a movie's got a movie moment. Yeah. 100%. Yep. So. I was actually really disappointed when the older sister got possessed. Yeah. She was too. my favorite of the three kids. She was. She was the voice of reason. She made the most sense. Yeah. She had the best instincts. But now, let's go ahead and kill her for no reason. This is fine. <laughs> fine. Let's kill off the most likable character. This is fine. Not the brother. <laughs> um, I also call bull on the sister, the groupie sister, um... The mom's sister, for clarity, um, not listening to her voicemails at all from her sister for months. I get that there are people that don't like voicemails, but most of them will at least listen to it, if nothing else, to clear the notification. Or send a text. Hey, I can't listen to the voicemail. Can you text me? And the mom didn't text her sister when she didn't hear from her at all. Hey, call me when you get a chance. It's important. Yeah. Not a single text. Really? I'm calling bull. I don't believe it. It's like as far as like the not listening to voicemail thing. I know people that just don't check their voicemail at all. And then for me, I know I have let voicemail sit for a month. And it's like, it's only out of annoyance I actually will check it. That would drive me up the wall. <laughs> I hate the notification symbol for it. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. <laughs> I'll play the damn voicemail just to get the notification gone. But again... Why not call her at any point and be like, hey, I couldn't listen to the voicemail. What's up? I just have a minute. Or, hey, can you text me? I really can't talk and I haven't gotten a chance to listen to your voicemail. Yeah, I think they're trying to imply that it's like the sister was almost like she was talk with no action when she's like oh i would have been there for you mm -hmm. it's like well i reached out to you and I, i'd say i do believe that the mother should have like texted and done something maybe a little bit more but at the same time i feel like like i'm i'm sure a lot of people know like there's flaky people out there that say that they're going to do one thing but then they're either so distracted with what they're doing or they just don't care enough to like actually like be there when they're really needed. Yeah, but the way they were talking throughout the movie, it made it seem like they were a lot closer than that. And the mom seemed like a very strong woman and very opinionated. So like I feel like it would have been more to her character to try to get a hold of her more than just two calls. Yeah. Yeah. 
because she said she called once when he left or said he was leaving her and then again the day he moved out yeah it's like if she had just texted her like my husband's leaving me like that would hopefully like so and so and i broke up yeah or getting a divorce yeah that simple a text getting a divorce I feel like that would have made an automatic call. (laughs) So, yeah, that seemed a little... Movie's got a movie added drama for no reason kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily, like, needed. Yeah. Like, it didn't really add that much to the story. It, It made the aunt seem immature. Yeah. But her being like, eh, I'm not a groupie, but... which it's like, first of all, like, why did they, why were they so obsessed with like calling her a groupie? But like, it was a way of them picking at her, I think. Yeah. They knew it was one of her buttons. Yeah. But, um, but it's like, I feel like just that dynamic was fine the way it was, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But that's what I got. Like, overall, I feel like it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you like the original Evil Dead movies, I feel like this movie might be hit or miss in a lot of ways. Because there's... I liked a lot of aspects of the first one, but it's definitely not my favorite series, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like hardcore fans mm-hmm. of the original movie probably won't enjoy this movie as much but if the original evil dead wasn't quite your cup of tea this one uh you might like a little bit more yeah yeah. so let us know how you guys like it did you prefer it over the originals and the remake or we'd be interested to hear or do you like those better yeah and if you would like to recommend a movie game or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. And if you would like to keep up to date with our content, you can find our link tree listed below. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we have a Teespring and PayPal, or we have our affiliate link with Plum Deluxe. It does not affect the price of the tea, but it does allow us to continue to do what we love. And you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.